What's good, my beautiful people? Welcome back to the Beautiful People Podcast. And you know what? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to each and every single one of you that are listening to the podcast. I'm sending you my love. I'm sending you warmth. And you know what? Today, I want to talk about love. This is that love episode that I really wanted to get into. We're going to be talking about love and all that comes with it. Now, I need to get some things out. First and foremost, I'm speaking about the per- I'm speaking about my perspective of love. And my perspective comes from one of someone who has been in several relationships. I am a 22-year-old unmarried male, black male. Um so I've experienced love in many different ways and formats. And I'm not only talking about romantic love today cuz I feel like that's a it's a tight niche box that many of us are still learning to experience, but just love in general, you know, um, when I, <laughs> I told my friend that, you know, in certain times and places, I don't expect to receive love. You know, I don't expect to, if I walk into a room, I don't expect to receive love and respect from everybody. I just expect people to just be there, you know? Um, so when I'm, in need of some kind of unconditional love like there's something in my spirit that's yearning for just some type of comfort and love i look to my family i i look to my my home my household those beautiful people that you see smiling on the <laughs> the cover of this podcast that's my family that's who i go to when i need that unconditional love that feel good and i know that's not the same for everybody but one thing that I developed throughout my life is making family out of some of my friends. You know, I have many great friends around this world that around this beautiful world that just showed me so much love that I can't consider them just a friend. They my brothers, they my sisters, they're they feel like cousins, they feel familiar, you know. Um you know, just a quick backstory. My one of my best friends from college, Jerron, we're very similar in many ways. He loves basketball, he loves video games, anime, all this stuff. Um, but one big thing between us is that when you go back early into our life, we so the first time we ever met was orientation night at St. Mike's in Vermont, and we had skipped an orientation event and went and started playing basketball at another court. <laughs> we just needed a break from everything that was going on so we just started playing basketball and we were playing basketball with a group of other kids that were from new york so he's off to the side and he's like the tallest one so i'm asking like yo you're the tallest one how you not playing he's like oh i'm just chilling and that's where i learned about jerron immediately he's just a chill dude and you know we <laughs> we just started sharing stories about our live but our lives before we came to st mike's and we realized that we actually had mutual friends and he was born at the hospital that I went to after I unfortunately had a car accident when I, in like 2009 and I was born at the hospital that's right around the corner from his house and he was he was he was born in Brooklyn raised in Queens I was born in Queens raised in Brooklyn our lives were super similar Jamaican parents like it was Caribbean parents too it's like ridiculous how similar someone can be that you didn't expect to to meet or learn um my friend angelina or back to high school my friends like yo my friends from high school are so 
dope, man. Like they they listen to this podcast, they check it out. Those are my brothers, that's my family. I love them, bro. Like these people that have been in my life for for such a long time, they show me so much love. Like I've been around family members who were unable to show me the same type of love that they did. You know? And I relate it down to a romantic love now because I have been in relationships and I have been hurt before. And one thing that I kind of see throughout my relationship schemes is that, you know, I was kind of going into it looking for something that I was missing. I felt like my energy was down or my spirit was down or that I was lonely and I was, you know, coping with past traumas of having love a familiar love like from from family or having a a romantic love or having a love for something and having that being taken away and then immediately turning that around and feeling lonely because I did not have that love present and it's not like I wasn't interested in the person it wasn't like they weren't a great person or were someone that you know it wasn't really about them it was more about me and where I was at and again this is from the perspective of a 22 year old right now. So things can change and I can learn and adjust throughout time. But, you know, as a young person right now, really focusing on how to love myself has been one of the most beautiful journeys that I've ever embarked on. It has taught me so much about who I am as a person and how I see the world. And I think understanding how I see the world allows me to correct some of the problems in my ideology and how I see things. It allows me to heal from some of the pain and painful moments that I've been a part of. And, um, you know, I've spent, like, I don't want to, like, dramatize, but I was, I'm a very happy, excitable person. So I share a lot of love. I put a lot of energy out there. So naturally, putting a lot of energy out there, I cannot expect to get all that energy back. How can I pour from a cup that's empty? I have to refill. And one thing that I used to do in relationships a lot was pour myself into the relationship. And I would be a cup that is empty, bone dry, hasn't been filled for days, and I'm still trying to pour. And there are many people like this. We, you know, uh, I love love to go on YouTube because they had this episode that talked about love languages and they talk about the people pleaser. And that is one that I side with. Like people have multiple love languages, but mine is I am a people pleaser. I know how to make people happy, you know, say the right things, just a, be there for other people. But who's going to be there for me? Above all, I need to be there for me. No matter what, I'm going to have me. I told my friend one time, like, you can't be just living your life for everybody else. Only you are going to go into that casket. Only when you die, it's only your death. It's not everybody else that you've been taking care of. That's your life. What do you want your life to be filled with? You know, there are people who kind of run around saying that life is pointless, everything's pointless. And You know, to a degree, I agree, but it's really about what you make of this life, what you make of this world. If you choose to be a person that is full of love, then you're going to be met with love. 
There are going to be moments, there are going to be pockets of your life that are made lovely, that are made soft, wholesome, warm. If you're a person of deceit, your life is going to be filled with lies, it's going to be filled with grief, it's going to be filled with pain, it's going to be filled with trauma. But who's to say that both of those lives don't include the other? You know, no matter what, our lives are going to be filled with both you know, trauma and relief, healing and happiness, hills and valleys, we call it in Jamaica, or, you know, frankly, a lot of other people call it hills and valleys too. It's the ebb and flow of life, love and loss. And I've gone through a lot of loss. And I think partially to make up for it, I've looked for a lot of love. We all want to be loved. And for me, it's not exactly about making sure that, hey, I do this, I get this exactly back. No, I mean, if I put this energy out into the world, how am I going to recoup so that I can maintain myself in my life, my humanity? Because when you're doing all these things for somebody and you can be, you know, disrespected, then you don't feel good, you know? You, you open a door for someone and you're expecting a thank you and no thank you comes. You feel a little bit weird. You know, if the first time you held the door, they said thank you. And the second time now they don't say thank you. Now it feels even weirder because now your expectation is tailored to the last experience. How many of us are living our lives, going through relationships based off past experiences? Yes, as Human beings as animals, survival. We operate off of what happened in the past. But when it comes to love, and especially romantic love, it's hard for us to be open to someone being new or there being a new experience present. Or maybe this is happening for a reason. Maybe this relationship isn't working out for a reason so that you can step to a better one. Maybe this relationship is working out so that you can go down a path that you did not initially expect to. There are so many possibilities that take us down. There are some people who find someone that matches their everything, or so they feel. And later down the line, things don't work out the way how they expect it to. It hurts. It hurts to think of losing someone you feel knows you so well. But here's the thing. As long as you remain open to the possibility that all relationships have a negotiable factor to them and that negotiable factor lies in boundaries when you can name and set boundaries everything else becomes negotiable when people can respect those boundaries and i'm all for you know giving everybody a chance but i think also you kind of have to prove yourself to still be friends with people to still be around everybody if i call you you know three times and all three times you don't pick up i'm probably never going to call you again if I invite you out somewhere to hang out and you blow me off two, three times, I'm probably not going to invite you anywhere ever again. That's how we operate. You know, so I say that to say you need to name your boundaries. If you're saying like after the second time, hey, bro, the next time I invite you out, if you don't want to come, just let me know. If you blow me off again, I'm just not going to invite you. Then you're letting them know. 
that relationship can survive much longer now that you've named something that is upsetting you and something that does not feel right to you, something that does not feel equal. And this does not happen in all relationships. And we cannot expect this to happen in all relationships. But, and here's that, here's that all important but, <laughs> you can always introduce the conversation. You can always introduce the conversation, just like how we talk about our favorite TV shows, favorite colors, the things that we love, the things that we hate. You can always introduce these conversations into your relationships, whether they be family, because I've had to talk to some family members about boundaries or in relationships. I've talked to people that I've been with about boundaries. And mind you, these conversations have sometimes been the best conversations that I've had in my life because not only does it feel good in the present moment, every day after that, every moment after that, just feels so much smoother. You feel so much more understood. With this one person, your relationship just got strengthened like tenfold. You feel amazing. Boundaries are also part of the healing process. Many of us are survivors of relationship trauma. Again, does not matter how you use the term relationship. Many, I will say this again. Many of us are survivors of relationship trauma. We're survivors of abuse. And yes, it is a very common experience. And I don't say that to water it down. I'm saying that to say you're not alone and you're never alone. And one of the ways to, to help heal and step forward is taking chances being free and open to step into new relationships and also communicating what makes you uncomfortable. How, if you want to see if the people that you're around are really there for you and are really your real friends, set some boundaries. See how they react. If your friend is acting like, whoa, 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 what's, what's all with the rules and stuff? Then you already kind of know where what to expect from there. But, you know, for one of my best friends, she deals with uh, ED, eating disorder. And she communicated to me that some of the things that I say or some of the terms that I'll just throw around made her feel uncomfortable. Now, I had two choices, either one, listen and respect my friend's boundaries and reduce what reduce the amount of body sensitive language that I'm using when we're communicating or two I don't know if I said a or b whatever two a two b whatever uh, <laughs> I can completely blow it off and hurt somebody that I care about and obviously I chose the first one but how many of us even get that option sometimes. There are times people will just ghost you. They'll turn off your notifications. They'll delete you. They'll stop responding because you crossed a boundary, but you don't even know what boundary you crossed. And for some people, they get upset with some of the closest people in their lives because they didn't even set the boundary themselves. They're just upset that there was supposed to be an understanding or an expectation that wasn't communicated that was supposed to be followed. Now, that don't make no sense. <laughs> But again, when we're talking about love and we're talking about Valentine's Day, it all comes back to the heart. Now, mind you, we really do love with our brains. And again, this was past, this was some information that 
I was talking to, I was I learned from Jane Lindholm, the producer of But Why, the podcast for kids. Uh, <laughs> love really comes from the brain. You know, that, that frontal lobe fires up and you're just getting all these thoughts racing about this wonderful person and how happy they make you. It's firing up that frontal lobe. But also, like, the heart has no no logic attached to it. I like to think of the heart and brain as kind of like two separate beings that when you can find that harmony between them, the decisions that you get to make, the things you get to feel, the, the moments you get to experience are unimaginable. You know, it's one of the few moments of life where we feel still. We're breathing in this this beauty, this energy. You know, one of my biggest things, <laughs> I'll tell you three people that motivate me the most in life. LaVon Hyde, Savannah Hyde, and Aliana Hyde. For those who don't know, those are my three nieces and nephews. Niece, big, old, older nephew, two nieces. They They push me so much. Because when I was eight, nine, and my nephew came into the world, he mimicked me, copied everything that I did. If I brought food home, he was hungry and he wanted some of my food. Man, this kid followed me. If I, when I came home from school, he waited for me. If I wasn't home, he was by my door. Love the kid. And, you know, realizing that there was somebody watching, you know, and somebody that I would have a big influence on pushed me to make certain decisions that would positively impact him. And again, this is going to be a longer episode. I do not expect <laughs> a lot of people to be really listening. But, man, to learn the the love that little children can just introduce sometimes, it's a motivating factor sometimes. It's beautiful. Then my niece came into the world, and she was just this this beautiful, curious kid. And then my other niece came into the world, and she's just this adventurer. You know, she's an adventurer, and she don't even know it. She's just so, she'll just go, and she knows what she wants to do. And she's four going on 40, and she is a grown woman in her head. You know, uh, I think of things like the heart, mind, and soul. You know, the mind, that would definitely go to my baby's niece. She She's smart. She She's too smart, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I love having conversations with her because sometimes she'll be like, but why? And I'm like, you're not supposed to be uh, interrogating me like this, child. <laughs> my niece, my middle niece, she the soul. She got an old soul about her. She just like her grandma, my mom. She... So similar, know how to take care of people, know how to be so kind and welcoming and wholesome and heartwarming. And the heart will go to my nephew, because like me, he's an emotional kid. And from a long time, for a long time, I've always wanted to deal with him differently than how I've seen kids be treated in the past. For example, men aren't taught to be emotional, or taught that their emotions are even acceptable to express. Boys are always told when they start crying, stop crying, 
you're crying like a little girl. How is this the case? How are we taunting and tantalizing boys for showing emotion while also then putting down women and young girls? How does that make any sense right now? The power that lies within being able to fully express your emotions is groundbreaking. And for my nephew, I always wanted him to be able to healthily express his emotions. So if I'm talking to him and like he forgot to do his chores and I already talked to him about it for like the whole week, I'm like, hey, when you don't pull your weight, I got to pull it. When I'm down here, I got to use my rest time, my vacation time. And now I got to do more around the house. Not like I already don't do more. I'm just telling him, yo, when I'm not around, you got to pick it up. You got to do just a little bit more and handle your academics a little bit better so that you can just enjoy your life. It will make it will help your life later on trying to like, you know, drop jewels. And, you know, sometimes he'll get frustrated with himself, get a little angry and then, you know, a tear might roll out of his eye. And I'm like, yo, relax, breathe with me, take a couple deep breaths now. Let's put some things in check. I ain't hit you. I ain't scream at you. I ain't do nothing. So if you want to cry, that's well within your reasons. You may be feeling upset right now. And because you feel upset, you want to cry. Let it go. Let it out. It's okay. You're allowed to be free. These are the things that I tell him. Because when I want... What I want is for when his sisters start crying, now he got the empathy. Now he wants to help stop them from crying. He can diffuse the situation himself too. When he's upset, he's also learning how to stay calm, but also trust his emotions. Feel it. And also for me, that's how I'm showing love to the inner child in me. That's how I'm healing that part of myself too. Give him the conversation that, I didn't know that I needed at some point. And that conversation could have. It could have changed so many things for me. You know. And. For many of us. As people. Just. We don't know how to express ourselves sometimes. We're still learning. Many of us have learned many ways how to express ourselves. But I would say the vast majority of us are still learning, and that's all right. But part of the learning process is being open to new experiences and change. If you've never set boundaries in a relationship before, try it out. Start today. Start tomorrow. Start ASAP. Like, start yesterday. Talk. Open your mouth. (laughs) If the person you're with is making you uncomfortable with something, express it. See how they react. It should be a conversation because those things build up over time. If, man, how many relationships have been ruined by just a lack of communication, a lack of boundary setting, a lack of boundary observance, a lack of respect for each other's space? How many relationships can be saved? That's what I want to look that's what I want to look towards this year. How many relationships can be saved with the right amount of communication?
you know, I, I think of relationships like plants. They need water. They need air. They need sunlight. You know, water, spending time with people, showing love, showing up, air, giving them space, observing, not really <laughs> respecting their boundaries, and uh, sunlight, warmth. Letting them know that you're there for them, whether you're in front of their face or not. Some warmth. Some love. And that's where I want to wrap up today. Uh, Man, this has been a beautiful journey. I love doing this podcast. I love each and every one of you that's listening. Shout out to all the countries that's listening. Saudi Arabia, Netherlands, Germany, Mexico, Jamaica, Canada, Oh my gosh, all y'all beautiful people around the world. Man, this this one goes out to y'all. I want everyone this year to go out and experience something new. Live your best life. Show love. Open your heart up to the possibilities of the world. And just see what returns. Be gentle with yourself. Self-care is the best care. Self-love is the best love. And I believe that to be true because it allows you to share that love that you've cultivated within yourself with all the other people around you that inspire you and that make you better. Go out there, spread some love. If you see somebody sag, ask them what's wrong. And if you are a hugger, ask them if you can give them a hug. So not everybody likes to be touching these days. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's podcast, please Drop a like, share it with your friends, family, loved ones. If you don't, you can definitely keep that to yourself, and you can still share the podcast anyway. I am Marlon Hyde. This has been my time. I love each and every one of you, and I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Happy Valentine's Day, my beautiful people.